This week, Jews throughout the world celebrated Rosh Hashanah, which commemorates the date upon which God created the world. The scriptural reading for this observance tells of the birth of Isaac, the son born to Abraham, who was the patriarch of the Jewish, Christian, and Muslim faiths. This is meant to symbolize that whenever a child is born, we are creating the world anew, and that families have a great responsibility to nourish the child spiritually and morally, as well as materially. Ah, yes, that time of year, the Jewish New Year. Time to hear politicians who aren't Jewish talk about Rosh Hashanah, just like former Vice President Dan Quayle did when he addressed the Commonwealth Club of California on September 8, 1994. This year, Rosh Hashanah begins the evening of September 25th, perfect timing for this podcast. So break out the apples and honey, because in this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we mark Rosh Hashanah with a little-known fact. You don't have to be Jewish to talk about the Jewish New Year. Since Rosh Hashanah is a religious holiday, we open with a prayer from a Catholic. Lord God, today is Rosh Hashanah. The traditional Jewish New Year prayer is for a good and sweet year. Many things you send us, Lord, are good, but they may hurt or are hurried. So with our Jewish brothers and sisters, we pray today not only for a year of good things, but a year of sweetness, a chance to relish the blessings of the world and the freedoms you give us, and to enjoy the sweet kindness and love of one another. May this be a good year for all Americans of all faiths, backgrounds, and traditions. We pray for a good year for America and for the world. Amen. That was House Chaplain Reverend Daniel Coughlin, September 8, 2002. The event, a special meeting of the U.S. Congress, taking place in New York City, Federal Hall, just four blocks from Ground Zero. Congress was marking the first anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. It was only the second time in 200 years that Congress met outside of Washington, D.C. The first was in 1987, when they met in Philadelphia to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the Constitution. House Chaplain Coughlin was the first Roman Catholic priest to serve in that position. Now, another prayer about Rosh Hashanah from another non-Jew, the first Seventh-day Adventist to serve as Senate chaplain. Here's Dr. Barry Black on September 15, 2004. Today, we join with our Jewish senators and staff in celebrating Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. As we joyously recall the creation of the world, we ask that you would stir us to repentance and bring us into a closer relationship with you. As we heard in the prayer offered by House Chaplain Coughlin, the Jewish High Holidays sometimes coincide with big events in America's history and have worked their way into language used by non-Jewish politicians. For instance, Rosh Hashanah was a week after the terror attacks of 9-11. President George W. Bush spoke about relief efforts on September 18, 2001, same day as Rosh Hashanah. Last evening marked the start of Rosh Hashanah. And Jewish teaching this holy day is the anniversary of the creation of the world. 
It is a season of renewal and of hope. And people of every faith all across America embrace that spirit of renewal and hope. During the Clinton administration, the Jewish New Year holiday Rosh Hashanah coincided with milestone developments in the Middle East peace process. On September 13, 1993, Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin and Yasser Arafat, chairman of the Palestine Liberation Organization, went to the White House to sign a Declaration of Principles, referred to as the Oslo Accord. That year, Rosh Hashanah began two days later, on September 15th. Here is President Clinton. We have been granted the great privilege of witnessing this victory for peace. Just as the Jewish people this week celebrate the dawn of a new year, let us all go from this place to celebrate the dawn of a new era, not only for the Middle East, but for the entire world. On September 16, 1993, Senator Paul Simon, Democrat from Illinois, spoke at the National Press Club. The topic was violence on TV, but he opened this way. I am pleased to be with you here, and I think it's appropriate to note before I launch into my subject that this is the beginning of the Jewish New Year, and what an exciting Rosh Hashanah this is uh, with what took place at the White House four days ago. It's a little like the fall of the Berlin Wall. doesn't mean that there aren't going to be difficulties ahead, but the landscape is permanently changed and changed for the better. On September 12, 1994, Vice President Al Gore marked the first anniversary of the signing of the Oslo Accord between Israel and Palestine. Rosh Hashanah had been observed a few days earlier. This is an appropriate time of year because last week was the Jewish New Year and we're approaching Yom Kippur later this week. There are events such as these in all religions. In 1995, Rosh Hashanah began on September 24th. On September 28, 1995, President Clinton brought Yitzhak Rabin and Yasser Arafat back to the White House. They signed a new agreement to implement the next phase of the Israel-Palestine peace process. During the ceremony, President Clinton didn't mention the High Holy Days, but Israeli Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin did. Ladies and gentlemen, this week, the Jewish people in its thousands of places of this this dispersion, has marked the new year, and in their holiday prayers, Jews everywhere are saying, Besefer Chaim, Bracha Veshalom Veparnasa Tova, Gzerot Tovot, Yeshuot Unechamot, Nizacher Venikatev Lefanecha, Anachnu Vekol Amcha Beit Israel, Lechaim Tovim Uleshalom. May we, I'm translating it to the best of my capability, may we be remembered and inscribed before you in the book of life and of blessing and peace and prosperity, of deliverance and comfort and opportunity. We and all your people, the house of Israel, for a good life and peace. That was Yitzhak Rabin's last appearance on C-SPAN. Just over a month later, on November 4th, 1995, after speaking at a rally in Tel Aviv in support of the peace process, Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated 
by an ultranationalist Israeli Jew. During the Trump administration, Israeli and Arab leaders were back at the White House for another milestone Middle East peace agreement. The Abraham Accords were signed on September 15, 2020. Rosh Hashanah began three days later. President Trump didn't mention the holiday, but Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu did. Mr. President, distinguished guests, this week is Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. And what a blessing we bring to this new year. A blessing of friendship, a blessing of hope, a blessing of peace. That same year, 2020, another huge politics-altering event occurred during Rosh Hashanah. The death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, September 18, 2020, on Rosh Hashanah itself. Several politicians noted the timing. Here's Senator Patrick Leahy, Democrat from Vermont, Mr. President, I met him here with an incredibly heavy heart. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a tireless, legendary champion of equality who has shaped our society for the better, passed away on Friday, the first eve of Rosh Hashanah. Adherents of the Jewish faith believe that a person who passes away during the high holidays the person of great righteousness. Well, truer words could not be spoken of Justice Ginsburg. And here's House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. My understanding from the Jewish faith is that when you leave on the eve of Rosh Hashanah, you are in a special category of the righteous. May she rest in peace. And here's presidential candidate Joe Biden. It's been noted that she passed away on Rosh Hashanah. By tradition, a person who dies during the Jewish New Year is considered a soul of great righteousness. That was Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a righteous soul. By the way, on October 15, 1999, during remarks to the International Women's Forum, Justice Ginsburg herself talked about Rosh Hashanah, citing a prayer about life's journey toward death. On the Jewish New Year, which was celebrated last month, Rosh Hashanah, a special prayer is read in some synagogues. The prayer was called to my attention by a Cincinnati, Ohio, U.S. District Judge, Susan J. DeLott. It contains these lines. Birth is a beginning and death a destination, and life is a journey from ignorance to knowing, from foolishness to discretion and then perhaps to wisdom. Joe Biden was not in the Senate to preside over the nomination hearing for the replacement of Justice Ginsburg on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, but he did preside over Ginsburg's Supreme Court nomination hearing in 1993 and many others, like Robert Bork, September 24th, 1987. And before the senator begins, uh, we are going to try to... uh because of uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, stop by 5.30. And-, and David Souter, September 19, 1990. And my intention is, again, because uh, Rosh Hashanah uh, and the celebration thereof begins uh, at, uh, um, at sundown today, we are going to not break for lunch. And Clarence Thomas, September 17, 1991. Uh, as of sundown, uh, 
Um, Yom Kippur begins, and out of respect for all the members of the staff and others in the committee who are Jewish, that's why I want to make sure we stop. Oh, sorry. That's Yom Kippur. Wrong podcast. And now, a bonus clip. We switch from high holidays to high jinks. October 16, 2008. Senator John McCain, running for president, is on stage with opponent Barack Obama in New York at the Al Smith Catholic fundraising dinner. McCain uses Rosh Hashanah as a setup for a joke about Bill Clinton. Finally, when Larry King asked President Clinton a couple of weeks ago, what was the delay and why he wasn't out there on the trail for Barack, Bill said his hands were tied until the end of the Jewish high holidays. <laughs> now, you've you got to admire that ecumenical spirit. I just know Bill would like to be out there now, stomping for Barack until the last hour of the last day. Unfortunately, he is constrained by his respect for any voters who might be observing the Zoroastrian New Year. (laughs) And since Rosh Hashanah is observed for two days, here's a rare second bonus clip. September 14, 2004. Porter Goss is in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee, his nomination hearing to be CIA director. The Intelligence Committee was chaired by Pat Roberts, Republican from Kansas and a Methodist. He has this exchange about the schedule with Democratic Michigan Senator Carl Levin, who is Jewish. The um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday situation, as we all know, because of uh, Rosh, help me, Carl. Rosh Hashanah. Uh, we Methodists have problems with that. Yes, that was the Intelligence Committee. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. What a way to celebrate the new year. Look up the Jewish New Year. Look up the new year that falls on January 1st. Look up Times Square. Heck, you can even find Dick Clark in there. That's right, the former Democratic senator from Iowa has appeared on C-SPAN. In fact, that Dick Clark just turned 94 years old. Dick Clark ageless? You bet. Happy New Year to all. In the Jewish tradition, the new year will be 5783, which makes it the year of the podcast. Now, loyal listeners to this podcast know that at this point, we usually thank you for listening. This time, from 2009, we'll let President Barack Obama play us out. So thanks for listening, and thanks for watching. And to our Jewish friends who are celebrating Rosh Hashanah, have a happy and healthy new year. Shana Tova.